Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35. I want to teach tonight on uncommon gifts, the gift. And this might not seem like a common gift. That's why it's called uncommon gifts. The gift of giving. The gift of giving. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35. And these are the words of Paul. I have showed you all things. How that's so laboring, you ought to support the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And using that portion, it is more blessed to give than to receive. What does that really mean? Jesus is saying it is a blessing to give. This person said, my landlord doubled my rent. I'm giving up Krispy Kreme donuts for a year. And the friend listening to him said, wow. And then the first guy said, no, 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 no. You misunderstood me. I had some incorrect punctuation there. My landlord doubled my rent. I'm giving up. Period. Krispy Kreme donuts for a year. <laughs> Sometimes that's how you feel, right? It's like, I quit. Krispy Kreme donuts for a year. It does make you feel good to, to eat a Krispy Kreme donut. I know it's not good for you, but man... This person said, since we're dealing with giving, if I won a million dollars in the lottery, I would give a quarter of it to charity. I just don't know what I would do with the other $999,999.75. So the gift of giving, say, a preacher, but it's more fun to receive than it is to give. You know what? It is. It is. We're not taking away from that. It is a, it's, it's a blessing to receive. If you have ever received something, it feels good. And we're not denying that. And we're not saying that that's wrong. All we're doing is we're presenting a theme that it's actually more blessed. It's blessed to receive things, right? But it's more blessed to give. So we're entering the holiday season. They're going to have uh, this... this uh, uh, one holiday called Halloween, and then after that, then it's God's turn, right? Then it's the holiday season, and really, if you think about it, it's a season from what? The beginning of November all the way until January of giving. It's a season of giving. We start with that holiday in November. It's called Thanksgiving, where the, the whole holiday revolves around, it's supposed to, about God keeping the the pilgrims safe through uh, a horrible and rough winter. And they had some fellowship with some locals, Americans, the real Americans, the Indians, right? The real Americans were invited by these pilgrims and they had fellowship and food and they gave thanks unto the Lord. And really, uh, I read this book and it was about it was about being blessed, and it was, it, was, it, was, it was 
the, the best thing I took away from it is that the man who wrote it's a pastor, and he said, he said, I work to maintain a posture of thanksgiving. You know, just like a mental posture. You know, posture, you know, when you stand, they say you're supposed to stand a certain way. If you're fighting, you have a posture that's a certain way. Well, as a Christian, I really think that it's a blessing to have a posture in our heart and in our mind to be thankful. Why? Because then we're giving. It's a giving posture. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. In everything. Not for everything, but in everything. And who do we give thanks to? The Bible says in Psalms chapter 107, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. And the Bible said, for His mercy endureth forever. And then, what's that other Christmas? What's that? Oh, I said it. Christmas is the other big holiday, right? But that's really a holiday about giving. Well, I know we give presents. No, 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 that's not what the holiday is about. But it is about giving. And giving presents is good. You know how many presents I usually give to my daughter? Zero. <gasps> you don't love her. Go to my daughter's room. I dare you in the nighttime. <laughs> See how many Legos you step on. I mean, really. When she wants something, we have to like, well, how many are you giving up before you get one thing? Really? She goes, Daddy, if you buy me this, I'll give up seven stuffed animals. I mean, that's how loaded she is. She's okay, all right? Um, and grandpa and grandma are a real blessing, and other people from church are a real blessing, but we just don't emphasize that. I usually get my wife... Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Preacher, what kind of Christian are you? That's not the purpose of a holiday. It's not. But also, I, I, I live with my wife. If I decide to, one day I just said, I'm going to go buy her an iPad. And it was more than I usually spend on Christmas. iPads, you know, uh, not like a not like an iPad that you stick over your eyeball. Not that kind of iPad. It's like, oh, it's only a dollar, right, from Walmart. But you can do that anytime you want. Why? Because they're your wife. They're your husband. You can be, a, they're your children. I buy stuff for my daughter. I just go buy her Legos just because I feel like it. I don't have to wait. Look, I don't wait for birthdays and holidays. I just want to buy something. I'll just give it to someone. Because it's a blessing to give. So anyway, nothing wrong with, you know, I'm not, everyone's got their own Christmas traditions. Keep them. Enjoy them. That's what they're for. But the holiday, the spirit of the holiday is about giving. But here's what it is about. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born. That's what we celebrate. The birth of Jesus Christ, right? When Mary brought forth her firstborn son in Luke chapter 2 and uh, wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a feeding trough. The Bible calls it a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. That's Christmas. Isaiah says, for, us, for unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given. See, it's, it's all about giving. Christmas is about the giving of Jesus Christ to us. That's what the holiday is. So whatever other people's traditions are, I know that you go around the world and there's traditions. Uh, you know, there have been times where we had traditions with like the Pattersons. It was like 10 years ago, pre-Emma, pre-daughter. And we just thought it'd be fun to give like, I don't know if it was like 100 presents. And look, some of them were like a bottle of bleach, a box of cookies kind of thing. It wasn't expensive stuff. We wanted to load the tree up, right? And it was really fun. So we'd see them. We'd just go by their house. 
and have like Walmart bags full of gifts and just that month, a month or two before Christmas, right? And we had fun with it. Well, what is it about? It's about giving. And we have fun with it. Why? Because I want you to enjoy however you do it. We haven't done that for a while, but you know, however you do Christmas, however, you don't have to just do it during Christmas. The fun part is to realize it's a gift, not with stuff, but that spirit of giving is very godly. It's very Christian. And uh, so first of all, we'd like to share that God loves to give. God loves to give. God doesn't want all your stuff. God wants to give things to you. God loves to give. In fact, I remember when I got frustrated when I was a young Christian and I, I didn't know what I want. I had money. I didn't owe any money. I don't think I owe any, any money to anybody. I don't think it was when I had my car. I don't remember if I had my car or not because then I would have owed on that. But I had cash. I didn't want anything. I got frustrated. Isn't that a good problem to just have money and not want anything? So I said, I'm just going to go to the ATM and I'm going to give God whatever you could take out. Was it 200 back in the day? Now it's more. But the max used to be like, 200 bucks. That just seems like a joke, right? You can't even pay your like phone bill, right? But anyway, so I put my card in, put my pin in, and it wouldn't let me have the money. And I know my pin number. Look, I know my pin number, right? Doot, 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 doot. Doot, 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 doot. And it wouldn't let me have it. And I was wondering, and it gave me my card back, so I went away, dejected. But I was wondering if God was just like, simmer down, simmer down and just kind of canceled it so that I couldn't just give because I was not thinking right, okay? I wasn't thinking right. But God protected me from doing that, from even giving stuff to Him. I know that you think that's crazy because see, God will protect your assets. God doesn't want your assets. God even limits the giving. And people say, well, tithe is, is you know, God, God protects your assets. A tithe is a tenth. There's preachers that will come and say, well, we don't believe in tithe anymore. But what they'll do is they'll try to get you to give emotionally. Oh, we'll take, you know, 50% or 60%. Or we'll take another offering after we get, uh, was it Nikita's mom told us about growing up in the church and they'd have one offering and then we have another offering. And I don't know if I've ever been in a church service in 20 some years where they took up two offerings. Unless at conference, just once there was like a special like world missions offering or there was an offering taken for uh, Reverend Mackert's wife who had cancer. I mean, it was a special offering, but that might have been the only offering they took. I, but we, I just don't know about that because when I got saved, I realized that God wanted to bless me. God loves to give. So you read the first words of God. What are they? Let there be light. If you start reading the Bible and God's already turning on the lights, God didn't have to do that, but God loves to give. And why did God even make man anyway? What can we offer God? God, let me help you out with that. God does not need any help, okay? God does not need any help. Why would God make man? What can we give to God to complete him? Worship. See, we could give what? Worship. We could give him worship, but the angels already worship him. He's got angels that cry, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Day and night, they're, these, they're not angels, they're called seraphim. So they have six wings, and they're actually the only thing in the universe that's higher than God. What do you mean? Because they're above the throne. So 
God's throne is the highest thing in the universe. And these creatures fly above the throne. And because they don't want their old nasty feet in God's face, two of their wings cover their feet. With two wings, they fly, right? Because otherwise they'd fall. And then with the other two wings, they cover their face from the glory of God. So the feet they're covering so they don't knock them into God's face. The other two wings are covering their face to, to just can't look upon the glory of God in humility. And then, but they, God has people to worship. God has angels to worship him. But God wanted man so he could love him. That's why God made man. God made man and said, here's the world, son. It's all yours. Have dominion over it. I'm going to give you the whole thing. And I just want to, and oh, you need a wife? Before you even know you need one, I'm going to take a rib out and I'm going to make you a curvy wife. I'm going to make you a rib. And so that's why in many other perhaps, and, and God does receive worship, but God wants someone to love. That's why parents have kids. No matter how the economy is, people still have kids. And why do you have kids? You know what? You want someone to love. And that's why we had a kid. I mean, and I think our kid has made our marriage so much better. I mean, we kind of like, often, you know, you like, that's you and that's you. You know, when the kid acts like one or the other, it's fun. It's awesome. Kids are a blessing. But you have someone to love. That's why God made man. So he could love us. Because God, and so he could do what? He could give to us. Um... He also gave us his word. It says all scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 is given by inspiration of God. God gives us his word so that we can understand him. Say, well, what's God like? What does he like? What does he not like? You know, when you fall in love with someone, guy fall in love with the girl, girl fall in love with the guy. And he's like, what does he like? What, what kind of stuff does he like? I remember I had a girlfriend in, not really a girlfriend, but a friend that was a girl. And I kind of wanted her as a girlfriend. So I gave her a Motley Crue tape. I mean, not even a CD, right? It was a tape. I think I even listened to it before I gave it to her, which is extremely redneck. But uh, I don't know if she really liked Motley Crue or not. I mean, open it, listen to it. I know that's so redneck, right? But I think she liked Motley Crue. I don't know that. But you want to give people things that they like. And God gave us his word so we would understand his character and know how to worship him, how to serve him. And so he gave us his word but he also gave us grace. You know, God gives gifts. And one of the greatest gifts, it says, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 3, Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me read a few more verses. I thank my God always on your behalf. Here goes Paul being thankful, right? For the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. You know my daughter gets in trouble? And she does. And I'm getting ready to correct her. She knows she has a card in her pocket. And she doesn't even usually have pockets. Okay, but it's a spiritual pocket, right? And she goes, Daddy. And sometimes she says mercy. And sometimes she says grace. And you know, when she says that, because we've offered it before, and it doesn't work all the time. But, uh, when she asks for that grace, it reminds me of the grace that I got from Jesus Christ. And you say, well, you didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. As an adult, I sinned on purpose, okay? It wasn't like I have any ignorance. I did what I wanted to do. I knew it was wrong. And God gave me grace. 
And Paul said, it's given to you by who? Jesus Christ. And it says, notice, that in everything you're enriched by him, in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift. See, God wants to load us with gifts. Waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace. Grace when that person wants to pull in and they don't deserve it because I was here first. Well, give them grace. You know, sometimes they're driving erratically. You ever see someone driving erratically? That's a crazy man. Well, you know, give them grace. Maybe they need to use the restroom. Have you ever driven erratically when you need to use the restroom? You're like, can I go there? No, can't go there. Can I go there? And you run the light because you need to go. Look, they're having an emergency. There's, there's a, when I was in the Marines, that you'd request to make a head call, which means to use the restroom. And if you really needed to go, because you had to ask to go potty in the Marines. If you knew if you're a grown man, you had to ask in boot camp. So you'd say, sir, recruit, request, recruit Bigelow, request permission to make an emergency head call. Well, it means you really had to go potty. And uh, the drill instructors would say, okay, get over there, but I want to hear sirens. So as soon as you left, you'd get out of formation, you'd go, as you ran to the restroom. (laughs) Hey, I'll do whatever you want as long as I can go. Really, as long as I can go. One guy next to us, he didn't. He just went there right there. He was too scared. But anyway, these things happen. These things happen, right? So give grace to that person driving. You know, you don't know what it was. Or maybe they just broke up with their girlfriend. Or maybe they're having a bad day at work. Just give them some, you know, let them in. You know, just let them go and just continue with your day. give Give them some space. Give them some grace. The Holy Spirit. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is, which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. The Bible said that God uh, sheds a, uh, abroad in our hearts His love by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. See, God just wants to give. He gives the Holy Ghost. He gives salvation. He gives healing. So God loves to give. And then what kind of giver is God? God gave all. All. The Bible said, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm not into scripture references, but uh, it's like... uh, memorizing scriptures but if there's one scripture that you want to memorize it's that one so i was sharing i don't know if i shared this with everyone but i was going to visit someone and there's a song called for god so loved and uh i asked my daughter do you know what that verse of scripture is and she said no for god's no so don't knock her so quick i mean she just didn't know and that's okay and i said well look up we gave her a bible look up john 3 16 so she looked up the the, the scripture and, and read it and uh, I said I said honey what does God think of the world and she said God loves the world and I said well how did God show that he loves the world he gave his son and I said well how do we connect with God we believe in him and I said what's the result of connecting with God we won't perish but have everlasting life I said that's John three sixteen. See, it's the whole gospel in one scripture. And I don't want my daughter to quote a scripture. I want her to understand what the scripture says. 
And if you can go over these things with your kids, these things are powerful. God gave all. We were talking to someone. I don't want to go into elaborate, but I, but I said, you know, it's interesting. You can ask a question. What did they do for you? You know, I know what Jesus did for me. Historically, it's proven he's a historical figure. Whether people believe he's God or not, it's a historical truth that he died on the cross. It's, it's written, it's documented, it's one of the most documented things in history, not just in the Bible, but in secular uh, times. Jesus was crucified on a cross. Jesus died for me. That's what I believe. And the Bible also said that when God did things and gave all, it's interesting because in John chapter 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it says all things were made by him. So it's talking about a deity, but he's called the word, right? And then if you go down to John chapter 1 and verse 14, it said, and the word was made flesh. God went all in. He went from God up in heaven, and yes, he had a body, but he wasn't human flesh. He loved us so much that he came down here and was made in the flesh where you'd get stinky feet and where you'd have to wash yourself, where you'd be just a regular person as well as God Almighty. And it says, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Because the greatest gift that he could give was himself. He already gave man the world. He already gave man all the things in the world. And what he really needed to give was his love and salvation. And the only thing that could accomplish that was his blood, which was without sin. It said, and we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Man, I want my life to be full of grace. You know, I want my life to be full of grace. Why? Because Jesus' life is full of grace. Now, I'm not talking about being a pushover, but full of grace and full of truth, because that's how Jesus is. On the Last Supper, when he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it, and what did he say? This is my body which is given for you. He was, he was using it as a metaphor. And it is interesting, I was reading about when Jesus was, was hit with that spear on the cross. What came out? It wasn't just blood. Water. And I've read some commentaries. I don't know this to be the case or not the case, but it was, he was just checking if he was dead because God gave all. He died on that cross when our sin was placed upon him. It caused him to die. Otherwise, he could not die. He could suffer, but not die because the wages of sin is death. And he knew no sin. He was born of a virgin. He was from, uh, he was from heaven. The seed came from God and the egg came from the woman. Okay, that's still how it works. But out came blood and water. And one commentator, okay, so it was a commentator said that it could refer to the two sacraments that Jesus gave us. What are they? <laughs> the Last Supper, the blood. And it said, this cup, he said, this is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. But what about the water? Baptism. They were baptized in water. It was two different things. It wasn't just, it was two different things to where the person noting it said, that's water and that's blood. But However that it was, God gave all. He gave all. The Bible says this is the, the uh, salvation and baptism as well. 
they typify giving your all to God. That's just how God is. When God does something, he doesn't want you on Tuesday. God wants your all. God wants everything. You know, as far as paying tithe and everything, everything I, I own belongs to God. My car belongs to God. I belong to God. He said, preacher, what are you, a slave? Yes, I am. But God treats me well, okay? That's what Paul said, that he was a bond slave. He was a servant of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 8 and verse 36. So Philip was preaching to this man and he wanted to get saved. And as went on their way, they came into a certain water and the eunuch said, See, here's water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? I want to be baptized in water like Jesus said. And Philip said, Go ahead. No, he didn't. He said, If thou believest with what? All. All thine heart. Thou mayest. And the man said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Maybe he told him John 3.16. I don't know. But it says, He commanded the chariot to stand still. They both went down into the water. That's what water baptism symbolizes. It doesn't save you. It's something that you do after you get your life to Jesus. It symbolizes you going down and dying to sin. And it symbolizes Christ on the cross, dying to sin and going down into hell. And then when you come up out of the water... It symbolizes a new life. It's symbolic, but it's something you do in public. And it said, when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. He got a plane air ride, not an airplane ride. And the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. And that's really what you do when you, when you get married. And one of the keys to marriage is you give yourself to the other person. No, preacher. I just cut their, cut their limb off. I took their hand in marriage. No, that's not really what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to give yourself. No, no, no. You're supposed to take a wife and take a husband. Well, if you take them, don't they have to give themselves to you? And we don't believe in slavery in the United States. So the way that it works is you have to give yourself to them and they have to give yourself to you fully. That's what the Bible says. And when you do that, a marriage is a wonderful, wonderful thing. I, 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 my marriage is so much better now than it was some years ago and most of the problem was me but it was just anyway so I had to get over that so. but the Bible says in Proverbs the last thing trust in the Lord with all thine heart so the last thing is God gives from the heart he loves to give and he gives with, you know, God can't give any more than he gave when he gave Jesus. God, God would give more if he could. God left a throne up in heaven for 33 years and came down here. It was empty. They had to dust it. Do, 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 do. Because he wasn't there. He was down here walking on the earth for us. 33 years loving people that didn't even recognize him mostly as God. But he did it anyway because he loves us. And then he died for us. And then he went to hell for us. But then, thank God, he rose from the dead. But he gives from the heart. Now, this is the most fun. It says, every man according as he purposeth in his heart. 2 Corinthians 9 and 7. So let him give. Not grudgingly, because you feel like someone wants you to do it. You know, they're peer pressure, you know. Or of necessity, I have to. You know, when we get up and go to work, is it because we have to or because we get to? Well, I have to. Well... I get to get paid at the end of the week. I mean, that's a good thing, right? So you don't have to go to work. You can stay home. We're a free country, right? You can even do that in the Marines. You can say, I refuse to train. But 
when we give unto the to the Lord and we serve the law the Lord, is it just because someone else is making me do it? Or is it just because it's the right thing to do? I have to. But it says here, don't do it that way. For God loveth a cheerful giver. And I wonder why he loved the cheerful giver. I think it reminds him of himself. Because that's the way that God gives. He loves to give. And the word cheerful comes from the word hilaros, which is where we get hilarious. God just loves it. I remember this little kid. I don't remember exactly where it was, but he was like a little kid and the offering basket would come by and he'd see, he was about like one. And he'd be like, boom! And he'd throw it in there and it was like a game. It's like preacher, but he didn't know what was going on. Maybe he didn't. But you know, it was neat to see that he was excited about giving. It was fun to him. Because you see, a true gift is from the heart. True gifts are out of love. It says, better is a dinner in Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 17 of herbs where love is. That's a vegan dinner, right? A bunch of veggies. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. What is a stalled ox? That means a fattened ox. That means a, what is it called? The Brazilian steakhouse? Churresca? But is it like a churrascaria? Churrascaria, which is just full of meat, okay? It's better to go to sweet tomatoes and eat salad than it is to go to the churrascaria and eat a fattened cow by yourself if you can have love with your veggies. Because you see, a lot of times people might give a gift, but they'll give it in lieu of, instead of, Sorry I couldn't be there all these years. Here's a new car. Well, you know, that, that's great, but they wanted you. They wanted your love. They wanted your fellowship. They wanted that, that, that joy and that touch. That's what people really want. There was this little kid. I'm about out of time. Um, and you maybe have heard this before. And His dad was always really busy. And the little kid said, Dad, how much do you make an hour? And the dad's like, son, that is none of your business. And he said, dad, I'm not going to tell anybody. I just want to know. So the dad told him, you know, it was a lot of money every hour. So the dad told his son. So a few minutes later, the son comes back with the mason jar full of, you know, a bunch of coins. And he said, son, what's that? And he said, daddy, I counted it twice. It's the right amount. He said, daddy, can I buy an hour of your time? Because you see, that's what people really want. They want that love and they want that connection, not just with God, but with their loved ones and their family. And so this Christmas season's getting ready to start. And I know that bills are there and I know that stress is there, but we have to remember that, wait, wait a second, before I get wrapped up in, in giving stuff, I need to give myself. I need to give myself, first of all, to God, holy. And then I need to give myself to others. Because you're the best gift. Say, well, preacher, someone thinks they're God's gift to something. Well, you know what? I know people mock that because someone thinks they're God's gift to women and they're not. But Christians are really God's gift to the world. They're changed people to be a light into the world. Jesus said, let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your God which is in heaven. But also, I believe, redeemed men and women, you're gifts to your family. I mean, you're the gift that people are going to talk about long after the toys and all these other things are in the trash or at the thrift store and I buy them, okay? <laughs> but 
you're the gift. And so that we remember that, that God loves to give. God gives all. God is a big giver, and God gives from the heart. Father, I've, pre- I've preached, I've taught your word. Lord, let us recognize that it is more blessed. That God, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And Lord, that we could practice it and receive of it the truth of your word and gain the blessing of influencing someone, seeing our love have an impact, seeing our grace have an impact in other people's lives, just like your love and your grace, which was given to us, had an impact in our lives. In Jesus' name, God bless you is our prayer.